Welcome back to the Not Your Average podcast where you are empowered from the inside out. Well, after a short hiatus in season six, you know I'm all about self-care, but also prioritizing the things that are taking priority, ironically, in your life. So welcome back to the podcast and thank you so much for your patience. And this week's episode is going to be all about how to be an effective leader. Now, you are a leader in all areas of your life, even if you don't have necessarily a formal title uh, at work, maybe you're studying, maybe you are traveling, whatever it is that you're doing, you know, in different seasons of your life, you have a leadership role. You're leading other people, even if the influence that you have may not seem as obvious and uh, so I would I will expand on that a little bit later on but this really is more about how it begins with you and so I might change the name of this episode because I'm feeling very creative and the whole aim of this episode is to help you lead yourself better because I watched a video as always, this is the way that we communicate nowadays. And I'm a big fan of videos because it communicates the nuance, the emotion, but also the the sort of 95% of the unspoken language that really goes towards gearing forward a message, especially if you can tell that, that person is being authentic about it. And he was talking about self-trust in this video and how it's something that you have to build and something that you have to really nurture because um, it's something that will guide you to your best and to the things that really are in line with your purpose, in line with your values and the things that will mean that you live a regret-free life. And so really that leads me on to my first point about sort of being an effective leader or leadership lessons that I've observed and there are so many and so this is an area where everyone you know writes about it talks about it but I'm all about the practical things that can really help you and I as we walk out this thing called life to just maximize that but also ensure that we are doing it in a way that's integrous and in a way that's really how should I say this effective but not in the I'm being productive I get my worth from production it's even if you aren't you know doing it in a family context it's more about being effective in leaving a legacy so point number one being an effective leader being a great leader starts with you and I know that some of you may be familiar with the famous Simon Sinek book, Start With Why, or Begin With Why. I can't remember the exact title, but basically he was saying, instead of trying to sort of met out instructions or to-do lists or whatever it may be, start with your why. And I would encourage you to start with you because we don't usually take a lot of time to introspect, to examine why we do what we do. And starting with you goes further. It starts with knowing, identifying your values, identifying the things that you don't like, identifying your strengths, areas of improvement, areas that are triggers for you, 
and then really knowing yourself holistically because usually that's where we all trip up why because um and this is said with a lot of grace everyone's just doing their best but i feel that when you are in a position where you're not worried about your basic necessities and you have the sort of privilege and the luxury to be able to consider greater ideas such as your purpose your legacy having a mission and a vision for your life and i would argue actually that those who even those who are still in an unfortunate position to be worried about their basic necessities they also have a vision in the sense that their vision is to get themselves to a position where they don't have to worry about that so that's a vision that's a goal that's something that they're working towards and so if you are in the position where you can really sit down and examine i would encourage you to do so because the worst thing is to have the opportunity to live a sort of whole fulfilled life and not do it or just not be bothered because there are so many people who would sort of give their arm and leg um to be able to have the opportunity that you're having if you're listening to this to really invest in their mindset invest in the things that will help them gain a different perspective about their life and the things that they are having to encounter so start with you take an inventory of all areas of your life and i've talked about this before because I'm really a big fan of designing your life and yes I personally am a woman of faith everyone believes in different things I respect them all but my personal faith is that I am a co-creator with God I'm made in the image of God and I'm a co-creator with him in this thing called life because he's given us this great ability called free will so there's things that I believe that are very much outside of our control that I think <laughs> those of us who've lived through the past couple of years can definitely attest to but you are within your control so when you start with you for example and that's a great actually example in the sense of the last couple of years when you've invested in your leadership beforehand that's when there's compound interest so when you're having to face difficulties or existential world sort of happenings you'll be able to deal with them more effectively because you have the tools the mental tools the relational tools and the self regulatory tools to be able to deal with those situations so i really encourage you to take an inventory look at your priorities look at your values look at the things that are important to you and decide what action am i going to take in every area of my life that actually aligns with that by creating an anchor for yourself it means that you're not going to have to worry about making a decision or if you find yourself in certain circumstances because you already know your values you already know what you stand for you already know what you are comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with you already know what your triggers are so if someone's trying to trigger you you can just sit there silently knowing you know god bless their heart you know because you're not going to allow yourself to be pulled from a position that doesn't reflect your character. So leadership doesn't start with a title. It doesn't start with how other people perceive you. If you perceive yourself as a leader of yourself first and foremost, then that will naturally sort of come out in different areas of your life. But the key is practice and consistency and staying committed to yourself, staying committed to your goals. staying committed to building that sense of internal self-worth and that sense of internal locus of control rather than being moved by things that are happening outside of you or other people. 
And that leads me on to my next point, which is release the need to be understood because opinions are not reality. Recently, I had somebody sort of say something that was really quite astonishing. It was quite shocking. And it was related, it was supposed to insinuate something about my character. And although I was shocked in the beginning, the more I've thought about it, the more I've genuinely felt compassion for the individual because you learn that there are some people who only have certain relational tools, um, either through observation, which is usually how we learn as small children, but also as we grow up, as we get into the workplace, as we get into or if you own your own business, things like that. So some people only know how to use certain sort of avenues of maneuver, should we say, to get their way or to protect themselves. And when I realized, oh, this person's just doing something to protect themselves, to preempt, to go forward or to, you know, go on the counterattack because they feel that that's the only thing they can do but also it's usually indicative of where they're at they feel they need to do that to somebody else because that's what they would do or assume something negative and so when you start with you back to my first point you won't be a you won't be moved if somebody misunderstands you or you know falsely attributes something to you because you'll be so aware that 99% of the things that we encounter are other people's projections, they're the things that they have encountered or the things that they're trying not to happen again or their defense mechanisms to sort of help them cope with life, which, listen, as I said, everyone's doing their best. But you, in turn, break the cycle by releasing the, the ego, the egoic, need or the egoic tendency to always be understood or liked or favored or whatever whether it's with complete strangers whether it's with colleagues or family members so when you've released that and you transcend that that sounds like a really cheesy word but it is true (laughs) the whole point is that you transcend that because the ego always wants to defend to explain to be liked to always you know justify itself and so when you move from that you're actually first of all not only putting to practice what we mentioned in point one which is starting with you starting with your values starting with really knowing yourself it actually helps you to put those things into practice that's those are the situations where you have to put yourself those principles into practice and and demonstrate your character But a good book for this, for anybody who's sort of wanting to release uh, what I say is putting anybody um, on a pedestal is uh, The Courage to Be Disliked. I can't remember the author's name, but if you Google it, you'll be able to find it online. And the book is just called The Courage to Be Disliked. Now, this and the caveat for this is don't go out of your way to be sort of, um, you know, abrasive or you know just countering everything that everybody says or does just to appear different the point is that when you know who you are you're not going to be sort of moved and your mood isn't going to change the way you show up isn't going to change because usually 
people would deal out opinions that they know are, are quite outlandish because they want you to shrink. They want you to think less of yourself or to change your approach because of their own insecurities. And I think it's important that you are able to then practice that detachment, practice that transcendence and then move beyond that by saying, it's okay, I don't need to be understood because your character will always speak for itself. So that's my second point. Release the need to be understood. I know, I know, believe me, (laughs) I know how much you want to explain and defend, but you will never regret, number one, uh, practicing emotional regulation and you will never regret responding in silence because you may feel, oh, maybe I should have said something sharp and witty and things like that. But you will always, number one, set the better example to somebody or a situation by not reacting and by waiting to really evaluate and get some sort of distance and perspective of that. And number two, you'll be able to, if you feel it requires um, any more of your energy, you'll be able to address it from a more powerful point of view. And when I say powerful, I don't mean power in the sense of overbearing of another. I mean power in internal power because you'll have gained the perspective and you'll just know that usually the other person just requires your pity. They may be going through their own personal stuff. It's not personal. But again, release the need to be understood and shine your light regardless of where it may be. That leads me on to my third point which is welcome change and evolve you know there's a famous quote that says one of the many one of the only guarantees in life is change and I've spoken about this in previous podcast episodes so do check those out because it is a running theme regardless of whether I'm talking about personal development relationships or just your own personal growth um, or even if I'm talking about passion and beauty because we all change we all evolve and What I love about the term of evolving is that you are able to grow whilst acknowledging where you are, what was, whilst looking forward to where, you know, you're going. And I think that when you do that, one of the things that um, our human brain hates is loss, like loss aversion. We have what we call loss aversion. So loss of opportunity, loss of relationships, loss of... Um, people obviously Um, loss of um, peace of mind loss of certainty so those are the things that we have in our brain and it tries to keep us safe so change is the number one thing ironically that we all experience that threatens that and so your brain will go into overdrive thinking how can I prevent any type of change whether it's even changing yourself and how you approach things and your behaviors and things like that it's how can you know how can it protect itself so once you have that sort of perspective of how our human brain just naturally functions this is separate from your mind by the way because your mind is where your free will is where your emotions are, where your ability to sort of make cognitive decisions. Whereas our brain is a little bit more subconscious. It's very automatic. It's very, sometimes some psychologists refer to it as the primitive brain, but I would just say that's the subconscious because I feel like that's quite reductive. Um, And it's just the way that our brain is to keep us safe. And its function is good because, you know, for example, your brain tells you, hey, maybe not step out in front of the road you know in front or in front of a moving train because you're in danger that's when our 
instinctual brain comes into into use so it's just a matter of understanding how we operate as human beings and seeing that as something that we can use to our advantage when it comes to change you're not going to like it it's not going to be comfortable but nothing great is ever comfortable and so if you evaluate the times that you've grown the most or the times that you've gained the most perspective or the times that you've decided oh maybe i didn't realize this before they're usually times of change they're usually times when you haven't really either been expecting it or planning it or even when you have you've decided to push yourself a little bit more outside of your comfort zone so you're able to sort of really move in the direction that you want but it takes you stepping out of what is the norm for you it takes you changing your mindset it may even take you changing your who you surround yourself with or what you read or what you watch or things like that so again i would encourage you to embrace change number 1 because it's inevitable <laughs> and number 2 um because really things will work out for you if you believe that they will that is how powerful our sense of belief and our sense of how powerful our minds are which is why i'm so committed to not only elevating myself but sharing what i learn and us walking through this life together and that leads me on to my next point be selective with your connections listen this is self explanatory i think we we all know um how powerful the people that we interact with you know everything does operate on a vibration i think i talked about that in in a few episodes or maybe it's the last episode but basically this is a scientifically scientifically proven fact that even when things seem static and they're not moving we actually do operate on wavelengths and vibrations so this isn't some woo woo or sort of anti faith thing this is where science meets um i believe faith and when you think about when you are around people who you feel your best at and people who you don't and just eliminate and identify the characteristics or the behaviors or just the general energy of those who don't help you to elevate now this doesn't mean that you surround yourself with yes people or people who don't give you sort of honest critique and critique is never personal that's the thing when somebody is trying to say they're giving you criticism and it veers onto the personal it doesn't address an issue or behavior but it addresses sort of again as i mentioned earlier it's, it's some commentary on your character it's completely um unwarranted so you can disregard that that's not constructive criticism that's usually just done again once again because somebody's projecting their insecurities onto you so you just got to let that stuff go but the reason why i say it is because your connections form a huge influence on your mental wellness on your physical wellness we all know who you choose as a life partner is going to be huge because you're going to be doing life with them so you want somebody who can champion your growth and vice versa someone who can be able to grow in their 
life as you do as well. And so when that's not happening, that's going to hamper you. As much as we'd love to be in a dreamlike state, listen, the only person that you can change is yourself. And it's important to have that sense of humility. And that sense of, as again, I said, an internal locus of control. This doesn't mean that you're you know, self-centered or you're always thinking about you. That's the ironic thing about focusing on yourself is that you're so focused on, you know, understanding yourself, first of all, to get to the point of, you know, continuing and accepting all the things that you learn about yourself, that you're actually not, it's not, it doesn't result in self-centeredness because there's a bigger goal to it, which is that you are leaving a legacy and that you're an asset to whichever situation you find yourself around. And so when you're selective with your connections, it means that you are investing, that's a compound interest investment in your mental well-being, in your future. You know, where you are now, think about what you're, who you're surrounding yourself with now. Do they have a growth mindset? Do they have ambitions of their own? This doesn't mean that they need, theirs needs to look the same as yours. But do they have a sense of just general worth enough within themselves where they have things that they're passionate about that they want to share with the world? And they don't need to shout about it, but they're people who also are happy for others. I really encourage you because that is unfortunately at a dearth because we live in a world where we can see what everybody else is doing. And so comparison is unfortunately so rife and so that unfortunately breeds jealousy all that kind of stuff but in order to reduce the drama and increase the peace in your life be selective with who you connect with don't tell everybody your business don't be out here sort of um trying to prove anything to anyone and that really leads me back to number two which is the release release the need to be understood you know, let people think what they will, because the people who really know you and who really care about you and your future will know who you are. They won't put you in a position where you sort of need to prove yourself. They'll accept you who you are. Again, they may tell you, but there'll always be people who will genuinely support your growth. So it's easier to for someone to pull you down than it is for you to pull someone up. And so always take an inventory of your connections. I would say every biannually, if not quarterly, because, you know, you don't need to, you know, go out of your way to cut people off. But I think it's important to be mindful of shifting people's priorities and place in your life as they will shift your place in their life and seeing how that changes. And also, you know, life happenings can really affect um how it, you know friendships or relationships advance or don't advance and the good thing is to see always ask yourself what can I learn from something but also how am I choosing who I choose to surround myself even in situations professional situations you can still choose who you surround yourself with to a certain extent by also ensuring that nothing penetrates you internally and by always remaining polite, detached, and just seeing people as people who are flawed individuals who are trying their best, as we all are, but not sort of attaching your worth to anything that can change. That's really key. And that's that's why 
when you are selective you're also decreasing your likelihood for suffering you know you you want to pick people who are good for you and my last point is take inventory of your success your success you know a lot of places particularly in the west western world well perhaps maybe not in america um you know they really do champion sort of success and, and growth and things like that and the underdog but a lot of places i find have a tall poppy syndrome and you know everyone's got this false sort of humility because humility is not putting yourself down saying oh so and so is much better than this everyone's so much more clever things like that that whenever someone's doing that i know that they're just fishing for compliments they're just doing it because that's you know a way to show you know humility but it, it just it usually doesn't come across as very genuine but humility is just saying you know what um i'm going to do my best and i'm going to put my best foot forward to use a very british phrase and not sort of be negative about it and not pick it apart which is what taking inventory of your success is really about when you look at your successes that's building self confidence self awareness and it also gives you a perspective that you may not know maybe you're good at something that you didn't know you were or maybe you have a a way of going about something that you weren't aware that that came naturally to you maybe other people are like yeah of course you could do that because when you stop and take inventory it really builds that sense of self trust that i was talking about in the beginning of the episode building that sense of self trust building that sense of so that's really what confidence is self trust you know honing your instincts to the point where you're not doubting that and one of the ways that you can do that is take inventory because we're surrounded by you know media and news that tend to sort of spout out the negative because spiking our cortisol levels and you know using a them and us fear anxiety world disasters all these things it works to get clicks and it works to get advertiser dollars but what it doesn't do is it, it doesn't help you you know it keeps you distracted and it doesn't help you look at the positive things that are happening so i would encourage you to do that because leaders aren't people who deny reality they're the people who take inventory of their successes learn from their successes and implement the things they've learned from their successes in the next stage of their life so this isn't some sort of magic undercover formula a lot of this thing is quite practical and that's what i'm passionate about here is simplifying the things that we tend to over egg and everyone has a different journey to leadership everyone has a different journey in leadership or with their own life path. So I don't think this sort of a one size fits all, but there are some principles um that apply to us all which is take action, keep things simple. And as I said, it starts with you. Release the need to be understood, welcome change and the ability to evolve and grow as a person. Be very selective with who you connect with. Um because then you're doing it authentically you know i've never been like this schmoozer and that's not to say anything bad with people who find it you know who can detach and do that quickly but the most genuine connections are the ones that are going to be authentic even if you're doing it in a business context seek the genuine ones because that's when you can actually even make a difference business wise 
And number five, take inventory of your success. So I hope that helped you today. Thanks so much for coming back. Um, So excited to see your feedback on the last couple of episodes. First time delving into the relational space on the podcast. I'm glad that you enjoyed those. But as ever, share this with those people in your world who you think need some encouragement. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.